0: The Pukki Monster strikes again, more penalty woes at Manchester United and Kane lets down his owners. Nothing new there then, welcome to What The FPL, it's bloody marvellous to be back and thank you so much for joining us. We're here and ready to dissect the first three game weeks, yes three game weeks because that's how long it's been since we've been together and look ahead to game week four. Yaron and I are finally back together, so to speak, and we're raring to get stuck in so let's go. Yaron, mate, we're finally yes. able to do a pod together
1: this season. How are you doing? is it really you it's me through the power of technology i can hear you across an ocean and it's like we're back together again yet i can only see your fuzzy photo on our skype app but gaz i do believe i am talking to you for the first time since we did that starter series back in the in the early days remember how innocent things were back then gaz
0: oh god yes i do and now it's just all it's all changed now the season started and I mean, it's the first time we're together on a pod, but I don't think a day passes by without us running something FPL-wise past each other, does it? Is no, that weird? No, we, we must watch that. Have we got
1: problem? I think my wife is getting suspicious. <laughs> uh, she knows about and all right this. And right she should be. And right she, she knows, should be. She knows about this fantasy football stuff. That's what she calls it. Are you on your fantasy football stuff again with that Gaz Gareth? What's his name? <laughs> um, it doesn't
0: help by the fact that the, the, the word fantasy is in it. So should your wife ever obtain your computer and just... Go to do a search or type a website in, and the first letter's F. At first, it's like, fantasy. Oh. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I tell yeah. her, I say, I say anyway. honey, I say, sweetheart, I don't have one fantasy. I have 15 of them, and I have to take care of these fantasies every week. Whether they're on my bench or actually starting, I have 15 fantasies. She's drafting the divorce papers. But anyway, <laughs> let's park family... And real life aside, Gaz, it's been way too long. I can't wait to hear about your game week, your game weeks. We won't go into all three of them, but we'll definitely get into the last one. Uh, I obviously know where you are, how you're doing on the on your FPL team. Uh, hits or not hits and triple captains or not. Everything you've done, I kind of know, but I want to go through it because uh, our listeners have heard us do solo efforts the last few weeks. And here we are together. Uh, commiserating, celebrating, I don't know. But where shall we start? guys? do you want to hear about my first green arrow of the season? Tell me about it. Yeah, let's start with something positive. Uh, positive indeed, because the first two weeks were atrocious. Uh, this is only my fourth season playing, so I don't want to make it seem like I'm some veteran and I, I was in for an early shock. But the last few seasons I got off to a great start. I did not this year, although... 87 points first game week was pretty good I think Uh, a lot of people were hitting three digits I did well last week back to earth as I said uh, in the pod last week 40 points uh, dropped I think 800k so this week um, we're going to talk about breaking rules but I broke one of my early rules right away I, I thought about it long and hard I saw the prices keep rising on players I wanted and I took a hit and we're going to talk about the results of the hit, but mainly positive, uh, which is a surprise. You know how much I, um, I'm risk-averse and how much I don't like taking hits. But I ended up on 57 points minus the mm. four, so I guess technically 53. The average was 44. Uh, first green arrow, as I said, and um, original rank up to 608,000, up from 755. So about a 150K rise, uh, nice. and I am dead on 180 points over the three weeks so averaging 60 a week which amazingly is right in the target that I had set myself so uh, funny inside I've been feeling for two weeks now that I'm way behind the pack I'm chasing I, there's players I want that I don't have I'm gonna have an abysmal season and yet when I say it out loud 60 points per week right in the wheelhouse of what I'm I'm looking to do not bad how are you doing guys How how was your week I believe you played I mean, a big chip,
0: didn't you? I did, but first off, I mean, 60 points per week, that's great, right? I mean, if you average that, so. you'd be sitting. Uh, I think we had we had this discussion in the WhatsApp group yesterday, maybe, or I was asking somebody else about it, but where would 60 points per game put you come the end of the season based on last year and previous years finishing? Well, it's certainly been inside of a top 10,000, I would imagine. So quality, I spoke, great start uh, to the I, season.
1: I spoke about it last week. I believe this was correct, had some help. uh uh, one of the members of the community uh top 5k both of the last two seasons where you would have ended up so wow that exactly where you
0: want to be maybe you're gonna get that monkey
1: off your back finish inside the top 10k this year we'll see we'll see uh yeah guys it was uh, i guess i should finish up good week uh quickly captain sterling seems to kind of be a perma captain these days uh 16 right. points from him. KDB and Salah Sal look good. I finally joined the Pookie party. We're going to get right into that in a little <laughs> bit. Uh, my defense was atrocious. As a lot of people. Uh, listen to this, guys. Ederson, Dean, Juan Bisaka, Van Dyke, and Montoya. Five defense, five back line, five points total. <laughs> wow. I
0: mean... Billy Big Ball's over a score 12. That makes me feel pretty good. And that's still <laughs> piss par, isn't it?
1: I, I think it is this week. Uh, big at the back. That's a great score
0: the... then, considering... Sorry, that's a great score that you have managed to pull out the back there, considering five from your back five. <laughs> that's
1: whoa Five cool. from the back five, but I had a lot of success in the midfield. Sterling, Salah, and new recruit, KDB. And, of course, up top, joined the Pookie party reluctantly, Posted my little emojis of a sheep all week. I felt like one joining the herd. But sometimes, Mm -hmm. and guys, we're going to talk a lot about this this season. Sometimes uh, you do have to join the party. I think we called it chasing smart, didn't I? I think that was the phrase we came up with, chasing smart. I do think sometimes you do have to chase points in a smart way. I think at this point, not having Pookie in your team could be uh, original rank destroying yeah, th- it, it's over
0: you. I think it's chasing smart if you're doing it. And if, you, if you're not doing it and you're <laughs> observing other people doing it, it's just chasing. The grass in the FPL world is always <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, well, uh, I didn't have quite as successful a game week as you. I managed to weigh in with 48, so not far off you. Um, still above average. And that took me to a points total of 200 points. Which, uh, to be honest, 200 points after three game weeks is far above what I imagined I was, I was going to achieve. And uh, wow. I, do, I do feel as though I may have shot my load a little too early. And though I'm just kind of, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, there's no way it's sustainable. This is all new ground for me. So I'm taking each game week as it comes. And I really got the sweats on this weekend, particularly after my triple pool defense uh, again, oh. leak to goal, which just absolutely killed me. Just three game weeks in a row, just do my editing. So it's just oh yes, Anyway, very we...
1: quick side story. I'm I'm at the. I was at a theme park with my kids, and uh, we're running around roller coasters and stuff. And I looked at my phone, and I saw that late in the game, or, or sometime in the second half, they still had a. Uh, well, I don't know when they conceded the goal, but they, at it's one like point, the 82nd minute. Or yeah, so it must have been late in the second half. And I swear, oh. my first thought was. Holy Ugh. shit! Gaz is gonna get his triple clean. I spoke too soon, my friend. Sorry. Back, back, back to you.
0: Uh well, we'll we'll come on to that later because it's you sure? been um, you know I've been having quite a few discussions with quite a few different people about this. So that that's a topic for later. But in general, two hundred points after three game weeks. Um, I started really strong. I started the first uh, first game week with a ninety four, which was in the top one hundred and fifty five thousand wow. points uh, scorers globally that game week. So it put me one hundred and fifty five thousand. Uh, which which was a nice start. Game week two, though, 58, uh, another sort of steady result, which took me down to 44,100. Wow. I mean, at this point, as I said, it's uncharted territory. I, I, sure. I didn't achieve higher than 308,000, I think, last year was my peak. So I'm just taking it every week as it comes as a bit of a bonus, really. This week, the 48 above average, but below some other people who managed to obviously score more than me. So it dropped my rank down to 82,000. But still, wow. I'm over the moon with that. And, yeah, I'm averaging exactly 66.6 points per game, which, come the end of the season, will put me um, top of all of our leagues, hopefully. So let, long may it continue. And I'll be well happy if you continue on 60 points a game. And basically, it's a win-win. You carry on at 60 points per game <laughs> week. You achieve your season's goal. I carry on at 66. I achieve my season's goal. You probably <laughs> win your cash league. You sent me a picture, a screenshot. It's not like, no disrespect here, but it's not like there's any great shakes in your league. No. I think the top point
1: score was on 196? I feel like not I've go gone back it. to school at like grade six or something like that, because I shouldn't say that, but they're, they're good guys, they' are just uh, they make a lot of rash decisions, and I, I've mm. learned, learned not to, but guys, 66 points a week would put you not just top of our leagues, I think you'd be top I don't know if this is true. I'm guessing you'd be in the top 1K or close by that. That's a fantastic average.
0: It's um, not going to last
1: clearly, but um, well,
0: it's been a good start. It really has, and I'm, and I'm delighted. Even though this week I felt really disappointed, you did mention it, and I'm not scared in the question, I did deploy my triple captain. Um wow. At first, I felt very disappointed. I put it on uh, Sterling, but now that I've had a day to think about it or a night to sleep on it, realistically, a 24-point 20 point return is not the end of the world. Yes, no. all the naysayers out there telling me, should wait for the double game week. I'm right, fair enough. There probably will be some great opportunities later in the season. But last season, I saw so many people crash and burn Sane or even Aguero got it in the double game week and I think only hauled 11 points combined. Right. See so 36. I mean you you're going you're going to struggle. Um basically to beat that, I think. And, and if you do beat that, fair play to you. It's all about timing and yes, maybe it was a bit of a rash decision, but I just I felt that Sterling was going to produce something and he did. And he could have had two, he could have probably have a hat trick on another day. So Triple Captain I don't think, gone.
1: I don't think it was a rash a rash decision at all you, a Raz decision cho- a, ra- a Raz decision you chose uh, an informed player maybe the most informed player next to Pookie probably in the Prem right now uh, away Fat. at away at an opponent, an, an opponent that he has made mincemeat out of um playing in the league's best offense. See, guys, you can look at it in terms of, I made a quick decision and there it is, but you actually made a, a quick calculated one. A smart <laughs> a smart move, even though it may have felt like a knee-jerk. And there are going to be many players, many uh, many of us that play the triple captainship later in the season that end up with blanks, that there's rotation involved, Champions League mm-hmm. will be involved. Yeah. So I actually think it was a smart move. In a way, the triple captainship is the get out of the way chip. And I think you You've, you've played yeah. it well you've played You're it well and now mind. you have a slot open later in the season when the bigger chips come into play you have a slot open uh many of us do not so there you go glass half full for you i think it worked out well
0: yeah i did i did weigh it up and those uh points there that you've raised were valid points that i considered um wild card in later in the season is fraught with danger for the reasons you just just listed there rotation and last stages of bigger and more important competitions additionally you look at the big teams and expect they're going to haul against the bottom teams which traditionally yeah. they do but you see the last 10 game weeks of the season when it's all to play for for the teams in the relegation battle and you see how close the relegation has been the relegation battle has been over the last three or four seasons in the premier league those teams are hard to break down they really are it's not like it's the start of the season and they've got the optimism look at how bright they're playing now i'm not saying that i'm not going to continue playing that style but if they find themselves in hot water come mid-season, they're going to have to rethink the way they're playing. They can't play so open and expansively as they are doing right now. That's the sort of team, historically, you would have gone for in a triple captain pick. Uh, again, it's a wait and see. There's a long well, season. But I got out of the way 24. I'm all right. I'm happy with that.
1: You also avoided the triple captain, Kane. Oh, my point. God. Uh, well, you saw my I,
0: post I, I made on Twitter, right? I did, I thought. Yeah. I, I, looked, I looked into the stats between the two teams, historically. And sorry to cut you off there. I know you're going to no. make a point. I'll make sure we come back to that. Yeah, I mean, I looked at the stats and people told me, you're wasting your time looking at the historical stats. It don't mean anything. It's all, But I don't just look at that. It's one consideration. But I often use that and, and it came to my attention that perhaps it's not the best way to analyse or sort of predict what a player is going to do. But I do think it has some bearing on the game because they're playing, generally speaking, against the same defence. So they know those players. And each each time, in any yeah. sport, whenever you, whenever you play an opponent, you learn something. And when you come back, you're inevitably going to have overcome the problems that you faced last time or thought a different way to, to approach the situation. And so that was one reason why I went for him. But by hell, what a close escape I've wow. had there because Kane was really on my radar for a triple captain. He really, really was. And I think it was probably Wednesday that I made the decision. I didn't look back after then to Captain Sterling, but certainly Monday, Tuesday I was I was nailed on for Kane triple captain. And so I started looking into into the historical results and and, and, and as we've seen, as we saw at the weekend, Spurs have got a pretty
1: ship. Uh, record against newcastle in recent years so i wasn't too surprised um if i had kane i probably would have captained him i'm not sure i would have thrown the uh triple on him but uh yeah see i think you're right i saw the same stats he historically has not played up to newcastle and uh it showed i was blissfully uh running errands or doing something Working out, and I came out, and I saw one nil final. I couldn't believe it. I actually pictured it as a game where even if Kane blanks, it would be the kind of game where Son and Mora maybe get get a brace or something. And and the fact that nobody scored on Spurs, I know there was controversy with the penalty at the end. Um, still, wow! If you're a Kane <laughs> owner, I asked this on uh, I asked this on Twitter. If you're a Kane owner, do you stick or twist? Two blanks in a row. But his next opponent, Arsenal, we saw what Salah did to them this weekend. They are an attacking team. They will not be parking that bus. Uh, I could see this as the exact kind of game where Kane's going to get a brace and punish all his sellers. I mean, if you have them, you stick, right? I would. Is price rise, price fall due, due tonight? Um, That's crazy. It just went up. We're going to talk um, about these crazy price rises and price falls. Oh, my second. goodness.
0: Let's well let's move
1: on but just let's positive, move on. Let me just before we do a very short tidbit here. Um
0: this is this is really a mark of of how my relationship is with Newcastle United and if you are new sorry I do spot Newcastle so there will be some moaning through the season. But um I was in basically a complete <laughs> dead zone for for phone signal um on Sunday I took the kids out to a to go to a model village it was absolutely lovely. And when I eventually got into the car uh, and and drove where we were going about a mile down the road and got out the car and checked my ph- checked my phone and saw that the score was one 0 <laughs> to Newcastle, uh, one nil to Newcastle, my instant reaction was oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> <laughs> why isn't Kane scored yet? Not oh yes, we're oh. doing we're doing spares, with ten minutes left away. Wow, that's how bad it's got for me. I genuinely, the, the first emotion at seeing us winning and Kane not scoring was me being disappointed. So FPL has consumed me um, as much as Newcastle United has left my life. It's it, it's tragic. So let's I'd move love, on there. There we I'd go. I'd love
1: to hear though. Throughout the season, we should come back to this. For those of you uh, over in England who are diehard supporters of your club, has FPL nudged your support out at times where you'd rather have an FPL haul over your own team? <laughs> Winning. I'd love to hear more. I can't speak for that myself here on the other side of the pond, but we'll come back to this. Uh, Gaz, let's move on to the Mm. big talking points, things that we've observed from this game week, maybe the last three game weeks, and things that we're thinking about as we move into game week four. I would like to start, if it's okay with you, with a man that, for the first time in my four years playing, I have not started a season without the great Kun Aguero Uh, every season even when I didn't know a thing about the Premier League I may have mentioned this in previous episodes I was not a club football guy until probably five six years ago anyway I knew about Aguero so my very first draft and my very first team had him and here I am season four starting a season without Aguero scared out of my mind kind of forgot about him and yet quietly yeah four goals in three games now, get this, guys, 17% ownership. Uh, by comparison, Rahim has 45% and rising. So, wow. quietly, uh, owned by under 20%. Just played his first full 90 minutes. We, uh, we saw uh, Jesus, Jesus, I still don't know how to pronounce the guy's name. But, anyway, out a few weeks at least. Uh, Aguero costs less than Sterling now with Sterling's price rise. We saw he's kind of a greedy player, stealing a PK a couple of weeks ago, potentially taking points from Raheem. Uh, I think he's going to be Pep's main man again. I mean, why wouldn't he? I want to ask this. Are we sleeping on perhaps the greatest striker in Premier League history? Is that possible? I think so. I think
0: a big part of it, though, is that a lot of people have gone as as I have done from the start with uh, with Sterling and KDB. I think that's the the big prohibitive factor when you're looking at potentially having a second, uh, sorry, a third city player. They've also got a lot of uh, teams have got coverage with Zinchenko.
1: Um, so I think I think that's what the problem is. But yeah, we really are overlooking him. I think it's crazy to me. And I actually, with a wild card still in my pocket have started playing with Aguero drafts you could argue as well that um, with City failing at the back as we saw yet again that killer corner from Bournemouth uh, getting past Ederson is it worth maybe giving up a defensive slot and finding a way in for Aguero I'm not sure 12 million is still 12 million and like you said pairing Raheem up with KDB seems to be the way to go but I don't know. I mean, four goals in three games is nothing to scoff at. So we got to keep an eye on Aguero. His ownership is really nicely sort of low for a guy like him. And so I am going to consider him on a wild card, perhaps at the expense of Sterling or KDB. You can't Uh, jump Sterling, surely. I don't think you can. I mean, he's a season. you have to keep him. But perhaps—I had Aguero and Sterling for a large chunk of last season, and I kind of forgot how good that felt. You're covered either way. Uh, I gotta well, give The difference that between thought. City
0: and, and, and Liverpool is that Liverpool generally score more goals from more players. If, if that, A lot more players chip in. Yep. Maybe, maybe that's not fair of last year. Um, perhaps Henderson, Fabinho, Wan um, Wijnaldum didn't score as many goals from midfield as Klopp might have liked. But the goal distribution is quite evenly spread between the front three and then those that do chip in. I'd say it's less so. Uh um, sorry, it's even more so. And Manchester City, look at the the wealth of talent they've got who can chip in with goals. Silva, Mares, to name a couple more. Mendy, when he's back, will be will be lively down the wing. Even Zinchenko's look lively. He's had a few goal opportunities. Oof. I mean, you know, you just go on. Anyone in that Man City team can score a goal. So I think that's another factor, and it's another probably reason why I won't be jumping to bring him in. The, the idea of three Manchester City attacking players. It does interest me, but I'd be worried they'd be taking points off each other. It's that,
1: that big problem that we we face in FPL, right? Yes, and I think you have to be okay with just owning one or two. And hmm. seeing the other hall once in a while is going to be fine. Uh, Raheem could have had three goals yesterday. Uh, and on any given weekend he can do that, so I think if you don't own Aguero, it's okay. I just for me it feel it's feeling a little odd he's been in my mainstay for several seasons, so we're going to see how that goes uh One injury is all it takes to change the entire um, makeup of your team Gaz over to you. Mm. I have several talking points things I've observed, but I want to pass the baton and see what you what you mm. saw this weekend that maybe I didn't. <laughs>
0: I saw uh, another calamitous situation uh, at Manchester United. I, people <laughs> people might think I pick on Man United. I don't. But what what is going on with the penalty taker situation? What the yeah. I mean what the hell? Have you have you ever can you ever remember a situation like that where we're now 3 games into the season and United don't appear to have a designated penalty taker? I, I I can't ever remember seeing that before. But I mean,
1: yeah. first
0: of all, the result was ridiculous. <laughs> Palace Ridiculous. were totally and utterly outplayed, much the same way as the were last season when they got the result that the Etihad. But they've always got that in them. Uh, and, and they did the business. But wow, Manchester United, what is going on? You cannot believe you in games like that if you've got any ambition. But from an FPL perspective, you're looking at spending an extra million on Rashford over Martial. You'd expect to know who's on penalties. That's got to be a massive factor to put, to, to put managers off because that lure of the player been the designated penalty taker is is big and if you don't know who's taking the penalties mm, it makes it really tricky so from an FPL perspective sh- surely you can't be looking to, mm, to to bank on one of their players and additionally defensively they do look poor as do all the teams this, this season in the league so huge ownership for Wan-Bissaka Maguire have been climbing steadily I wonder how that's going to change given the fact that they're unable to keep a clean sheet
1: yeah so from my notes uh I have M U F C defense. What the fuck was I smoking <laughs> s- slash consuming? Because um, <gasps> certain things are legal here and can't. Anyway, I don't know what I what I was thinking. I I, I had to get rid of somebody to free up some fun. So of course, Trent goes, and. Wambasaka comes in.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he trolled you again. He got an assist. <laughs> <Trent>. <laughs> for anybody who's
1: been listening to this pod, maybe uh, over last season, troll, I, I called him for several months, troll Alexander-Arnold. And the second I sold him, what does the man do? Bangs in an assist. And not just that. He looked ridiculously good. Uh, and and I should have known. Oh, yes. He was on the top of all the attacking numbers and the attacking charts of the last few weeks. But, of course, Trent punished me. Juan Bissaka looked absolutely horrid. When I do finally play my wild card, I think I will correct that mistake. But, yeah. Man United. I still think Martial is a, is a fantastic mm. pick. Mainly his price range, 7.7 now. I think he's at seven seven, unless he rose again. I think he's 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 on that he's on the good side of everything that happens offensively there. Uh, it yeah, doesn't look like that knock is too serious. I, I I expect to see him back this weekend. He's one guy I don't have that I am desperate to find a room for in my team. I just I don't have the the space right now. But outside of Martial, yeah, that team, wow. I still think you know Rashford that 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 ball just on the inside of the post. On uh, any other day, we would be saying something differently, but
0: one yeah, to watch, okay.
1: guys. Um, I have a note here, Emerson. Uh, I wouldn't touch Chelsea defense right now. The reason I bring him up, he's been on my uh, on my sort of watch list for a couple weeks. Again, I like to look at the stats and the numbers, and he he's been on top of a lot of the good attacking numbers, uh, opportunities in terms of defenders in the league he's five point five with three percent ownership three straight starts here's one for you had the most touches of any player in the opposition's half sixty-five touches while also winning the most tackles of any player on the pitch an amazing seven tackles now that obviously wow. counts for bonus points uh... the problem is can chelsea get a clean sheet to have fantastic fixtures ahead but they seem to be a mess at the back Um I don't know what to say there. I I only mention Emerson because he's on watch list. If they can somehow figure out how to keep the ball out of the net, I think he would be a really great pick. I get a lot of questions on Twitter about that $5.5 million uh, dollar price point, and I think he is certainly one to watch there.
0: Well, we've been saying that since the beginning, and I think we'll be saying that about Chelsea for a little while yet. They're, they're a team to watch, but a few ships might sail from their team um, because they've, they've undoubtedly got some talent there. Abraham Mount, for example, the defence. You, you could name a few defenders there who, who are worth a second look. But
1: yeah,
0: for me, it looks as though that's the sort of season that Chelsea are going to have. They're going to play a lot of uh, exciting football. They're going to be beaten quite a few times. Um, you can't be conceding two goals against no. a team like Norwich, says the man who spots Newcastle at home. You can't <laughs> be doing that if you've got any aspiration to try and win anything. So I think they've got a difficult season ahead. But you... you
1: <laughs> One to watch. Let's leave it there with Chelsea. I actually made an early transfer and brought somebody in from that team, and we will talk about that shortly.
0: Oh, okay, all right. Uh, well, um, forward, attacking-wise, I think there's there's plenty of good yeah. scope for opportunity there. So, yeah, let's let's get into that later. I was I was kind of hoping, given the ball was back in your car, seeing that I don't really have a dog in this race, or at least I didn't have a dog in this uh, in this fight. Rather, is it dog in this race or dog in this fight? Dog
1: in this fight. I, I think a dog can do both, but. However you prefer. Ooh. Well... Let's, let's be um, nice. I, I, dog I didn't have him. A race. Yes. But the Pookie Party continues. Uh, you owned you him this weekend, didn't you? Yes. I jumped in reluctantly, as I said earlier. I had to join the party. The way I, the way I rationalized it, because um, I looked at Barnes and a couple of the other lower-owned uh, forwards at that price point. The reason I jumped into the Pookie Party is his numbers were off the charts. Uh... The goal at Anfield said to me that he's not afraid to, uh, to play the big boys, so the fixture stuff doesn't really come into play when I see that. Uh, but also, here was here was the determining factor for me. I am going to wild card at some point, and I very much want to have Pookie on my team. And so when mm-hmm. I think about that, and I see that he's the prices are going crazy, and he's rising two to three times a week, I think well, if I'm gonna want Pookie in my wild card and I'm probably going to play the wild card in the next few weeks. Why don't I just get him now? Because at that point, it might be I might be priced out or I might have to compromise somewhere else. So, I brought him in. Is he Is he this
0: year's Jimenez and is he one to to set and forget to use one of your favorite expressions? Yeah.
1: I think at this point you can make that certainty. I do think so. Uh, he plays up top what I love about Norwich, they're going to lose many games this year. and Norwich. They're going to let in a lot of goals. Let's not kid ourselves. They're a promoted team. Norwich. But... I, can't
0: let, I can't let that slide. It's not Norwich. Norwich? Thank you. Come
1: Ladies on. and gentlemen, this will be one of many mispronunciations. It just, it's... I
0: can't, I just, it's not wrong with that. I just but there's a W just... in there. Yeah, but we
1: don't pronounce it. We just say Norwich. You know how much stick I got from our friend FPL Queen for calling Spurs Tottenham? (laughs) I feel, though, even though I know better now, I'm just going to say it like that just to to make her laugh. Anyway, let me get Mm. back to Norwich for a second. Sorry. I think they're going to concede a shit ton of goals. But what I love about that team, three games, small sample size, fair enough. But I love that they just throw everything at it. They play like they're a team of... Going for the Champions League trophy, they couldn't give a shit. And so what I, What that says to me as an FPL owner, as an FPL manager, is obviously don't invest in defense. But having their striker, a guy who's going to be on the offensive side of everything that they do, yes, why not? They're going to be down 5 nothing to City, and they're going to go, fuck it, and he's going to go ahead and try and score because at that point they don't care. So all these things play in my head. I joined the party. He actually went up already again. He's at 69 I think he's a season keeper. Uh, I think the we're problem with see Norwich it... is, sorry, mate, go on. We're going to see some blanks. It's fine, uh, but at that price point, it's fine. I, 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 really feel, I, I've justified that move in my mind, and I'm moving on. Go ahead.
0: The problem with Norwich is, yes, again, it's a very small sample, but they played three games and they got three points. They conceded eight and they scored six. Yes, everyone loves exciting football, but. Again, when I was talking about Brighton earlier, potentially having to change the way they play come the latter stage of the season, it's all good when you've got your confidence. But Puky will rely on service from other players, and not everybody can be as headstrong. I mean, think of the rush that he's on. Think of the uh, just just think how he must feel. He must feel invincible. But when they come up against a team or two, they give them a three or four nil hiding, which they definitely will. Sure. How is that going to How is that going to affect them? Come Christmas time, when the game's come thick and fast, look at the way they're playing. High intensity. I dare say most of those players have never played at this level before in terms of the intensity level. The Premier League's a different animal. Are they going to burn out? Are they going to burn out? Are the chances going to dry up for Puki? Is he going to keep scoring goals? On Pukki, very interesting. I mean, Christ, the rate he's scoring at the moment is going to be on for the for the bloody golden boot. It's, it's clearly not going to happen, is it? He's, he's clearly He must have a ceiling. And if you can get 20 goals out of Pukki in a season, Wow. In real-life football and in FPL, that would be a monster return, an incredible return. Surely, someone like that, a 30-goal-a-year Premier League striker, hasn't just slipped under everybody's radar and is going to come into a newly promoted team and bang in 30 goals. Those players are few and far between, and that would make a bit of a mockery of the Premier League and everyone involved in it, if that were to be the case with a newly promoted player coming up. I know there are always examples... Kevin Phillips, somebody mentioned to me, had a storming fair season when he came into the Premier League. But you take my point. I'm worried, although I've also, and we'll discuss it in a little more detail, brought Pookie in now. I'm worried that it's going to go stale
1: for Norwich at some point. I hope it doesn't, but f- that's my I fear. I feel like you're the guy across the hall from the party and you're knocking on the door and saying, keep it down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You know what, right. Use Using that
1: analogy, yes, every party must end. But while it's happening, if someone's invited yeah, you, yeah. just get take a drink and have fun. Um, well, I've invited myself. Fuck it. I'm all in. I'm now you're in. A, I'm in. A cup, I'm in. A couple of other observations, guys, before we move on. I just want to quickly mm. get to them. Uh, I want to ask you this, and let's have a quick conversation. The Wolves have a couple of their players. Um, are Wolves going to be this year's Burnley? And Obviously, by that I mean... They're playing midweek every time in Europa, and they seem like they're 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 really playing up in Europa, and then down in the league we're seeing goals in the on the continent and less so in the Prem. I own Jota and Dendonk, however you pronounce that guy's name, and uh, every time <laughs> I see them score in Europa, I go here we go, and then every time the game the game goes on in the Prem, they do shit all. Guys, what are we doing with with our wolves assets?
0: This was probably the most discussed topic between you and I and other members of a, of, a, of a WhatsApp group we're part of in the in the lead up to the season, wasn't it? It was a very yeah. contentious uh, subject. I might have to reconsider my position. Um, I didn't really see it being a concern, but they look leggy. They just they do just look leggy. They just do. You can't train as much if you're playing that many games at the start of the season. They don't look the same team. They look like they've got the confidence, but unfortunately, another thing that's really going against Wolves this season is that the fixtures have not been kind to them. The fixtures have been really, really kind, and when you look at the FDR, you can often find a run of five, six, seven, sometimes more, eight, nine, ten games if you're lucky, which look yeah. reasonable. But Wolves just seem to have a, a, a smattering of reds and greens all the way through the season. And yeah. Yes, I'm really worried about Jota. Uh, he's the asset that I own. Me too. <laughs> I'm I'm stuck. I've already acted this week. I'm gonna to have to stay with him for at least one more game week, which is worrying. Um, not so much I mean, because we're up against Everton. I
1: don't know Leicester. Sorry, they're playing next rather. No, they they go to Everton. Everton. Everton I do, that's right. I do sorry, feel it's Leicester the kind game. of game. I think it's the kind of game that uh, they would actually score in. But yeah, but I, I bet remember. we
0: both own we are, we both own Dean as well. Like most play, like yeah, players, yeah. I, do. Hate, so that. I ugh. hate that. Ugh. I can't catch a break. All my strikers have been playing against my that's, fucking that's goalkeeper. That's my biggest, my biggest pet
1: peeve. Mm. Sorry to step yep. on you there. No, my no, biggest go on, pet go on, peeve in FPL is having a striker facing a defender. But anyway, <sighs> I'm with you, guys. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to give him one more week only because I, I have to right now. Um... They they just quickly though just on this because it is a yeah. subject I'm sure we'll revisit. But they they did invest quite nicely
0: over the summer. They went under the radar, but yeah,
1: uh,
0: I, I've watched them in Europe just because there's not much else going on late night on a Thursday. And um, Neto, the player they signed, yeah, ah, oh, hell, he, he looks a player. Uh, obviously, I'm assuming that you haven't. This isn't like me like looking down at you. I'm sure maybe you didn't get the opportunity to watch that no, game. Why would you? I don't. I don't know. But I've watched. I've watched all their conquests in Europe so far this season and Neto and I'm not sure how you pronounce it is it Cotone or Cotone Cotone would be the uh, North C- American C- C- way Cotone I'll be honest I've never heard of him uh, which is poor on my part I don't pay much attention to European football I came from Italy but he looks a player as well not not, not cut from the same cloth as him Jimenez not the same type of player but no. he looks alright um, and, and I'm, I'm quite surprised that we've not seen them playing in the Premier League um, and and Nuno uh, Espirito-Santa uh, San- San- uh, appears to just be sticking with those two, his, his favour to Jimenez and Jota, in both competitions, which kind of defeats the object of having a, s- a squad. I can't I understand know. it. So I'm l- pulling my hair out right You're thinking,
1: I'd you take, him to off, see take him off at c- half-time. Yeah. Please let Cutrone start. I don't know what their ag- aggregate score is against Torino, but... Oh, I really need. Uh, I really need. Uh, they they jewel.
0: won three two away, which was a great result. Uh, but they've okay. got it, you know those three away
1: goals are, are like gold. Well, my patience. Anyway, is this isn't thin. the Europa League show, is it? We um, should bring it back. Sorry, mate. That's me. No, guys, we wax poetic. That's what we do. Let me just throw out one last talking point, unless You have more. <laughs> uh, I've got one more. Yeah, let's. I just wanted it. to say this. I wrote it. Four words. Mane can't cover Salah. Uh, okay, mm. so most sold player of the game week Salah. Lost almost 400,000 owners. Guess what he did? 15 oh, points. Course. Murphy's Law those. in FPL. He was top for shots in the box versus Arsenal. That's a stat for me. That's a big one. Uh, double that of Mane. That's a big one for me. Registered three big chances as well. Uh, we know that Milner is getting less and less game time. So, Penns, uh, he scored one over the weekend. Are in Salah's corner. Next four oppo- uh, opponents, guys. Burnley away. Newcastle at home, Chelsea away. Porus Chelsea, and then Sheffield United away. I mean, if you've done the Salah to Mane swap, I'd love to hear from you. Amane Mane on any other day could match him, but I don't think he can cover Salah. I'm gonna try and stick with the Egyptian throughout the season. How about you? Oh yeah, Salah. Well, you, you know, I'm,
0: I'm, no. I'm, I'm no Salah. No Salah, no Salah for me. Right, um,
1: you're crazy. I I don't judge.
0: We'll we'll come on to that a little bit later again. But um, Salah, like watching him in the preseason, he gets himself into these forward positions on the right side of the penalty box so often. It's just ridiculous how you let a player with that ability get the ball on his left foot on the edge of the box. He can just. But he wasn't in preseason. He wasn't able to hit the hit the spot. He was dragging his shots wide. He was dragging his shots over the bar ever so slightly. But. It just, Salah's one of them plays, it clicks. And then when he's in his groove, he's in his groove. And I'm oh. worried as a non-Salah owner because he looks like he's built up a head of steam. It just seems like, just so effortless. That that second goal uh, against Arsenal was just, what I mean, how easy I did that it. look? How easy did that look? Leno just might as well not have been there. Like, he's not getting there. No keeper's getting there. It, it was just beautiful. What a finish. So I'm worried, very worried. And if you've uh, traded Salah for Mane, well... I think that's foolish. You should have brought Mane in alongside Salah. But anyway, who am I to tell you what you should
1: have done? Interesting, interesting, guys. That will be an interesting strategy uh, when Liverpool face Newcastle in two game weeks. Man, imagine having Mane (sighs) and Salah for that. There's Uh, a triple captain opportunity. My wild card lips are quivering. Uh, You said you had one more observation from the weekend, guys. I want to make sure we get through them. What did you see um, that you wanted to Well, I had a
0: couple about. more written down. Kane blank. We don't need to say anything more nope. about that. Um, Jotter and King, we mentioned that. Barnes. Wow. Barnes is still just absolutely banging him in. Barnes looks great. Four goals in three games. Definitely want to consider. Um, and the, yeah, this is it. Last point. Poor old Watford. No clean sheets in 18. So if you have a Watford defender in your team, you clearly haven't done any research at all, which is poor on your part. Shame on you. If you have done your research and you've put a Watford player in, well, this game's not for you, all right? Pack up your bags and off you get. So, at the end of the day, Watford just looked like a team in freefall at the moment. I think they've conceded seven, scored one. Um, goals look hard to come by. They can't defend. I heard the manager saying that he's had them in for double training sessions this early in the season, Watford, Watford woes. That's my last talking point. Terrible. Take away from this weekend. I would avoid. I mean, you considered, and I'm glad you didn't. It was between Pookie
1: and uh, and Jerry D, wasn't it? At one point last week, I almost brought Jerry D in. Very (laughs) close pretty close I, I just wanted to be so clever everybody join the pookie party I, I was going to bring in a differential I would have been crying right now so I'm glad you know what our friends uh, at six goal Stephen Toomey uh, Watford fanatic talked me out of it and that was I'm giving him full credit for the for the point good not, man points not lost good man good man well let's move it on breaking yes. the rules
0: the section you oh. wanted in this show this week so uh, the, the floor is clear step up to the
1: mic sir what is it you'd like to say about breaking well, the rules? Have you been a, not a little rule breaker? I mean, guys, I don't know where to start, so I'm going to d- dive right in. We uh, we did a lessons learned pod at the end of last season, and then we 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 released it at the beginning of this season again. And there were so many great lessons that we took from mistakes last year. And three of the biggest ones. There's a very big re- butt coming. I'm going to remind you. Did you say a big butt is coming? What? Mother, mother like the word but not oh. ass you pecker honestly this show can <laughs> this show can curve very quickly so here are some of the big big takeaways no early transfers okay number 1 hmm. number 2 no hits mm-hmm. and the three the third biggest one that I, I i espoused i preached to you the FPL community i said Go give right. your players your core players 3 to 4 weeks before you sell them so what did i do in the game week leading up to game week three, Sounds I, like a fallout to me including this weekend, so let, let, let's call it three or four days. I made an early transfer, I took a hit, and I dumped three of my core players after two weeks. Did you also go chasing points as well just that's a that's a fourth mistake uh, a fourth lesson <laughs> learned that I clearly did not learn now it uh, wasn't a mistake because he bagged up, so it was uh it was a good choice so I guess you're right, and, and that leads to what I wanted to, to discuss here. Uh, I wanted to use Pookie, the man of the hour, the flavor of the month. I want to talk about this phenomenon of, of jumping on a player and, or, or watching a player's uh, bandwagon roll by you. So Pookie is now owned by 1.5 million players, guys, which is 32.5%. I think it's probably gone up in the 30 minutes we've been talking. Uh, net transfers... In game week two, Gaz only 176,000. By game week three, that jumped to 982,000 in one week. Wow. So clearly, this is not a market that will wait for you to wake up your mind. You got to act quick. All right. And that's sort of, I wanted to crystallize what I call the five stages of FPL ownership. And this is all leading to a point that I'm going to make at the end of this little ramble. So the five stages of FPL ownership, but here's what I'm thinking to call them, okay? Stage one, the sh- or, or, or the first sort of segment of this group is what I call the shrewders, uh, people, owners who are shrewd. They pick up low differentials. So maybe somebody that on their first game week draft Saw that Pookie Championship uh... score top of the league. There was going to be a very smart pick. So they they're the first ones in with a player. Okay, the shrewders because they're shrewd. See what I did there. The second group, the early adopters, they recognize value, and jump on early. The third group, the third stage, the third group, the bandwagoners. I've I'm squarely in that one. After a haul, they jump in. Okay. The fourth group, the deniers turn. You ready for this? Mm -hmm. The deniers turn sires. All right. So basically, (laughs) I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do it. Hat trick. All right. Fine. Let's 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 join the pookie party. All right. (laughs) That's exactly me. The deniers turn sires, and then the fifth group, the stubborners. I couldn't think of a better word. Maybe uh, our (laughs) listeners can help us. Too late. Forget it. Uh, it's never going to happen. That ship has sailed like we saw with Jimenez last year. They stubbornly refuse to jump on board no matter what. So, again, are you in the shrewd group? Right away, you're seeing this these differentials before anybody else. Are you an early adopter? You like some of the numbers you've seen on a player and you jump on early? Are you a bandwagoner like me? You wait for a massive haul and then you jump in. Are you a denier turned sire? like Gaz, who reluctantly jumps on board after the the party's almost over, or maybe it's not. And then are are you a stubborn, are you just, for you, it's like, forget it, I'm not joining the party. So the reason I bring all this up is, yes, I've broken a bunch of rules already, but I justify that by thinking that I am doing that all because I'm trying to avoid becoming one of those last few groups, the stubborner, or just a plain old denier. I do think that once in a while you can break some of those steadfast rules if it's playing a longer game or there's a strategy. So I didn't want to take an early transfer this weekend, but I had to. Uh, I feel price rises this year are are something else I haven't experienced, and so I really needed to move. So that was my justification. Uh, no hits. Well, if I didn't take a hit last week. I would not have uh, had the net gain that I did this year. And I did the math on my moves, and I actually ended up in the plus column. So once in a while, you can justify a hit. Three to four-week faith in players. This one was hard for me to let go. I had Fraser and Wilson, like many of us. Wilson actually has been ticking over nicely. This was hard for me. I did not want to let players go, knowing they were going to eventually reward me. But I do think uh, a couple weeks, uh, it's okay to recognize a mistake it's important in fpl to uh, admit mm. that you've probably gone down a, a bad road and cor- course correct quickly so i don't know guys i'm gonna i'm gonna try and be uh, an early adopter i think to be shrewd is difficult you have to really live the numbers and be one of those uh players that can see things before they happen but being an early adopter is is i, I work to do that and i have a couple of players in our punt section where i think i'm going to uh I'm going to hopefully get into that category. Being a bandwagoner is not bad either because at least you admit, okay, this thing is for real, this player has steam, let's go. But I don't want to end up in those last two groups where I deny until it's too late or I'm too stubborn to jump on board. That's it. That's That's my ramble, guys. That's That's why I broke the rules, but I feel I'm justified. I'm trying, at least in my mind, to justify it.
0: It's better to be late to the party than not not, not at the party at all, I suppose, um, is my way of thinking about it. That's a really a really nice way of, of summarising sort of the th- thought process that people go through at this stage in the season, particularly at this stage in the season, which, again, I've mentioned already is, is, is new to me. Um, you see, coming into the season, I thought I was all set for the season ahead, but I missed this part of the season last year, and so I still find myself a little bit all at sea's with all these player price rises, it's something I didn't really contend with last season. Everything had settled itself down by the time I started paying attention. Yeah. Um, so I'm definitely of, of category number four there. A uh, total naysayer. I don't yeah. believe it's going to score lots of goals, but I do believe in sticking true to the other rules, which are mentioned of playing in, in blocks of games. And yeah. the form and the fixtures are undeniably, uh, well, they're impossible to ignore at this stage. Yes, I know they've got Man City coming up, the game week after next, but the run after that, Burnley, Palace, Villa, Bournemouth. And if you include West Ham coming up this week and then Man City, you can't expect much more of a be- much of a better run than that. That's a that's a potential great run. So I wanted to be on that train. I wanted to be at that party for those next six game weeks. I'll reassess after them. But like you, tut tut. I broke my own rules this year. Um I took a hit. I took a hit uh sitting pondering on Saturday morning after all the price rises on Friday night. I'm not quite sure
1: Are the price rises driven by wildcard activation. I mean people said no, but no. like no. Apparently wildcards don't play into the picture. Um well that's ridiculous, isn't it?
0: Surely yeah. it should. If 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 150,000 managers bring a player in in a wildcard. Well anyway, it's by the by, it doesn't matter if that's a rule, that's a rule. But sitting on Saturday morning looking at my team Huata Jota however you want to say it Kane, King uh, Sterling, De Bruyne and then a one of three choice which I've had in the first three game weeks to fill my sixth attacking slot of Dale Stevens, Jorginho or Andre Gomez just left me feeling well deflated you were depressed so, I, yeah I had to act because Pookie just kept on rising and I knew um, by sticking to another of my plans, uh, another of my own individual golden rules, which is to give the players the time they deserve in your team. You mentioned it earlier. And also to have a plan and to stick to it. Well, that's a really double-edged sword I've come to realise because pre-season, I knew in my head my team after I'd selected it, I knew I was going to go to Kane. Aubameyang, Okie Koki, Hokey to game week three. And that meant that I lost um, the ability to be flexible, which is another rule. So it turns out you just cannot follow all the rules. You can't be flexible and have a plan. It has to be one or the other. And so all right. things considered, I knew what my plan was up until game week three. But as soon as game week three kicked off, you're already looking at the app and it's uh, showing you game week four. And my mind's cast ahead to that and I started thinking, oh, I don't like the look of this team at all. And I suddenly realized, oh, shit. I haven't got a plan after game week three. That was my plan to get to game week three and then have another plan. And I was just riding the wave, the red and the crest of the wave on the points and, and I hadn't, didn't have a plan. And I knew that Pookie uh, was going to keep rising, which he has another point one since then. I knew that as soon as Son was available again, I wanted him over Kane because for me over the course of the season, if they both play all the games, I don't see there been that much difference between them. That's just my personal opinion. So Pookie price rise, just um, Pucky price rise. Peep There's yeah, something, Pookie Pookie price
1: something rise,
0: to it. I, I had to, I had to get on board. I couldn't miss out these next six fixtures, so it just seemed like a logical thing to do. So I, I took a hit. I took a minus four. I traded Kane and Gomez uh, for Pucky and Son. And if I hadn't have done it on Saturday, I would have been priced out on Sunday. So that's there basically where I was at. It's the first time since I've played this game that I have made a fri- uh, made a substitution made a, a transfer before Friday or before the day before the deadline. Yeah. So, and I felt terrible. I still feel terrible <laughs> about it. I've, I've I've preached that to others, don't do it because what if injuries come along? And then there's this midweek midweek games this this week as well oh. in the Carabao Cup. Oh my god. If one of my players gets injured, I'm going to be absolutely gutted. It's my own sheep's fault.
1: I made an early move on the Saturday and um it was, I think, a good move, except that it puts me in a very perilous position, as you said. If somebody gets hurt, and then I looked at my team for next week, and I feel like I didn't need to make the move. Uh, I yeah. think I should have made them. I should have. I should have put out another fire, and I, in fact, I ended up dousing uh, a little kitchen fire instead of the raging forest fire that is, you know, starting to simmer elsewhere on my team, and so. Right. I might pay the I might pay the rule uh, the rules, I might pay the price, I might get lucky, we'll see. But guys, I think my final word on this will be uh, all of those rules we talked about are actually important. And I think when you think of them as a long, all-season sort of guidelines, thirty eight over 38 weeks, I think they're important to follow. But I do feel that there are times throughout the season, like this last week, that you can break one or two of them and get away with it. I think that's okay. I think because FPL is such a spontaneous game, so many mm. things can happen, spur the moment, yeah. injuries, price rises, that I think it's actually important as a strategy to know when to break the rules. Uh, but I think over the course of a season, you'll have more success by keeping these rules in place and breaking mm-hmm. them only when you absolutely need to. That's that's my sort of final word. Of it. That's how I feel. Spong.
0: I agree with you completely. Just at least going through the thought process of considering the rules that you've set yourself or not, it, it can only help, make, help you make a more yep. informed decision. Um, yeah. Let, let's, let's, let's leave it there. And let's let's move on For to now. something a little more serious, if we can call it that. That's okay. Um, and discuss some sort of strategy in terms of oh. wild cards and team value. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So...
1: We have an international oh, break right around the corner after game week four, as players head off for uh, country competitions all over the world. And so, uh, not just that, there's a nice little fixture. Fixture, I can't speak. There's a switching schedule right around game week five, where a lot of teams that had some. Uh, tougher fixtures open up to a nice run. There's another big oh. one in game week eight and nine. So I guess the question right now for many of us, to wild card or not to wild card. Uh, I played with a wild card last night. Just a scenario. I took everybody off my team and you know started playing with scenarios, and it wasn't too far from where I am now. There's probably three or four moves I want to make, and so for me. Um, uh, that's not enough to justify a wild card. Another one of these big rules is, for me at least, uh, to wild card. I want to get rid of at least five players, and I'm not quite there yet. So I'm gonna hold for now. How about you?
0: I'm not wild carding, not because I've got a plan. I just revealed I haven't, be- just because I don't see any point in it. We uh, right. riffed this backwards and forwards last week and on your pod that you made last week, you said that the minimum number of players you need to change in order to make it worthwhile is five, and I agree with that. I think that's the right number. Mm, I don't see five problems in my team. Yes, King and Jota are annoying me. <sighs> I, I don't know when I'm going to use it, actually. The the Arsenal game change, game week eight, I think that's very interesting. I'd, I'd like to maybe have Lacazette, like, uh, Aubameyang back in my team. Pepe might have hit some form by then. Ceballos looks decent. Burnley, uh, game week five, I think their fixtures change. Ashley Barnes, I've got Pookie. I'm I'm now priced out of Ashley Barnes by 0.2 due to King falling last night. Um, I would have been 0.1 away, which I was hoping would have come back in my favour given the fact that De Bruyne and Sterling are both set a price rise. I thought that would put me back in contention, but the double whammy of King going down and Barnes probably going up again is probably going to price me out. And... With me taking that hit last, well, this week, it's weird because I took it on Saturday, but essentially now I've got to wait until game week six until I've got two free transfers. and That feels like an age to get through. I don't want to take any more hits. I'm not going to. So I'm going to have to suck it up, stick with what I've got. There's no use doing a wild card. The only two players I don't like in my team will be Jota and King. They're still capable football players. They've got a mixed bag of fixtures. I'm just going to sit on it, mate. I'm just going to sit on it. Um, I might just keep it... Our friend of a show, Nick, he used it just coming up to the um, uh, busy Christmas period last year. And whilst he was unable to finally overhaul me come into of the season, he certainly made some gains on me after that wildcat. And, uh, it's difficult for me to look so far ahead. I'm always focusing on six games. But I, I think I might save it and just use it sometime, sometime around then as the game sort of evolves. I quite like the fact that I've not used it. I like the fact that I'm doing all right. And I've not used one of the big chips, and I've still got that in my arsenal. And the way I see it is, the longer
1: I can keep it in my back pocket, the better it is for me. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. In fact, Liverpool have a blank, it looks like, in game week 18. I might be wrong, but somewhere... Yeah. uh, When they go off to the Club World Cup in December, having your wild card in pocket for that tricky fixture weekend would be fantastic. You could... um, get rid of your Liverpool players, and then bring them right back in. That's a long way away, though, guys. I, I, I've never waited beyond game week eight or nine. Uh, usually I like to play it around the second international break. But let's switch, uh, because this plays into this wildcard thinking as well. Team value is a big huh. talking point. And I want to say, not just uh, have I had a very um, shockingly slow start to the season, but my team value is abysmal. I thought it was higher than this, but before we jumped on a call, I checked. This is unbelievable. My team value is, drumroll, depressingly, 100.2. So I have lost team. I have lost value in Fraser, King, Perez, Jota now. Uh, I'm just getting killed, and I have not jumped on players early enough. So one of my, we're talking about big picture here, one of my big picture goals over the next month or so is to be more aggressive with price rises Um, again one of my rules though is don't let a price rise be the main uh, motivator for a move and yet sometimes you really have to jump on them you can really get compromised at wildcard time or later on in the season so uh, it's annoying but there's a rule that I may have to break once in a while otherwise I'm going to find myself uh, when the wildcard does come around both now and later in the season, and a free hit. Remember that. Uh, I'm gonna find myself with very little wiggle room. How are you doing with your team value? Your team, worse,
0: much worse. I'm negative. I'm not even making a profit. I, I'm so really? confused, uh, mate. I'm really confused by it. I, I can't. I, this has been on my mind. I can't get
1: my head around it. Uh, I'm on hundred. Uh, I'm on ninety-nine point six. No, um, guys, you must be missing something because you must have money in the bank.
0: Got point one in the bank, but it says I was having this discussion with finesse at finesse earlier in the week, and I still can't get my head around it. Like your team value shows different. The thing is, now I always use the app when I'm out and about, and I'm actually sat at the desktop computer now looking at FPL on the on the computer, and I can't find this information. I don't know where to locate my my team value. Uh, people just shouting. It's fucking there, you numbsy. It's like all right, all right, all right. I'm trying to do a podcast. I'm fine at the same time. Settle down. All right, I can't well, find it. But you I might don't... be right. My, my my selling value is different to my team value. But on the app, on the main page, if you scroll down below your midi leagues, it shows you what your team value is. And it's been saying 99.6. I can't understand it. But that being said, um, I have suffered a loss through uh, Hart, my reserve goalkeeper. I, I lost 0.1 when I saw Gomez, um, King and Jota. They're the only ones that have gone down. Whereas De Bruyne has gone up 0.1. Sterling has gone at point 0.1. And uh um, point
1: two. He's already twelve point
0: two. He's not showing a twelve point two on my screen right now in real time, which is mm. odd. Maybe it's just another Yeah, F- FBL needs to glitch sort themselves
1: out. They really act.
0: need to sort it's really shit, isn't it? They really need to sort themselves um, out because I don't know whether I'm coming or going. I really don't. I'm looking at right now, I'll just click refresh. It's twelve point one in my team, but then again if I go to list view, ah here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Yeah, twelve point two. He's showing his sell on value
1: is twelve point two. Okay. Yeah, team so, value, guys. I think. Uh, um, yeah, there you go. It's depressing. I'm seeing people who are nearing 101 right now, which is shocking to me. Uh, there are people who play team value as a strategy. They, yeah, right. They wait one or two weeks uh, when the bandwagons begin and they jump, they pounce on that team value uh, with their wild card and just bring in throughout the week all players that are going up. And by the end of that wild card, they're uh, up another million or so. So it is a strategy. It's not one that I was. I've been able to play successfully, and I don't think I'm gonna risk wading into those waters. But uh credit to you if you have managed to do it successfully.
0: But, but if I just may a little bit there because at Stu Lord, another another fella out in our, in a chat group that we in the Weasel group yes, that we yeah uh, we play. A massive shout out to the Wurzel, Got some uh, got a. Bit of a bollocking last time for not giving it a shout out, but yeah, it's uh, it's a league and, a, and we're in a chat there with some great players, some great people from the FPL community. Stu Lord um, didn't exactly explain it like I was a kid didn't explain, but was like making references in the group chat and I couldn't get my head around this fact. So if you're new to the game like me, this is what I've uncovered this week and I'm kicking myself in the f- in in the head because I wish I'd understood this and I would have given it some more consideration. What Yaron's meaning there, what Stu has done, is activated his wildcard ahead of this game week, knowing that several players are going to be going up in price. So he's done it second the game which kicked off, ahead of the price rises as it would have been this week on the Friday night. And he's filled his team. He's basically got rid of all his defenders who he knows he's set with. Let's just say hypothetically it was Dina, Robertson, Van Dijk and uh, whatever, Zinchenko. None of those players are going to fall. And he's replaced them with the cheapest defenders in his team he can to free up more f- spare money. Then what he's done is filled up his team with other players who are on the rise, as many of them as as possible. So let's let's say he's playing a 3-4-3. He's filled his team with seven players who are all set to rise and continue rising, maybe 0.1 or 0.2 consecutively over two or three nights. And his intention, check this out, it's genius. I didn't know you could do this. I feel like it's a glitch in the game. You shouldn't be able to do this, you bad sod. And you should have explained it to me. You knew I was a noob. What the fuck? (laughs) Not you. Just anyone who knew this and didn't explain it to me. What the fuck? Go on, go I would have on. done this. Get in. You bring them in on the Friday. You let them raise point two with no intention of keeping them in your team. Yeah. And then you sell them on the Sunday, gaining, banking the point one. And if Brilliant. you do that with all seven players in your team in the pack attacking positions, even if they're not attackers, you can gain point five, point six. Then right before deadline, or you know the, the day of the game week beginning. Boom! You pick your players that you want. You've just made free money. Yes, you've wasted a wild card, but what a way to use a wild card! First of all, you get to re-pick your team based on all the information you now have. Secondly, if you play it right, you get to gain. What's the ceiling on that? Do you think?
1: I, I saw people. At, I saw people at one on one already. That's insane. I mean, that's insane. That's insanity. a huge.
0: That's a huge advantage at this stage huge in the advantage. game,
1: isn't it? My God. I'm unbelievable guys. And later on when that at the business end of the season, while you and I are, are, are looking for the crumbs to get that perfect team, those those uh those managers are gonna be two or three million ahead of us. I don't know what else I could say there, guys. Clever. I I have not figured out how to manipulate the system that way, but fair play indeed. Maybe it's something we should look into next season. Definitely, um, I feel
0: like I've missed a trick there. I'm going to be bitter about that all season, to be honest. When it comes to the end of the season, and I'm point one short every time. I go, For fuck's sake, why did I use that West best wild card to gain team value?
1: Well, it's going to haunt me. It's going to haunt me. That is, you mate. can still you can still do it when you do eventually play your wild card. You're going to use that price. Uh, the price rise and price fall site, and you're gonna bring you're gonna do that as well. It might be a little later, guys. I will remind you there is a way to make value later on, but not as wild as it is right now. The market is just insane. So, uh, big picture strategy to close this out, guys uh, don't ignore team value like clearly you and I have been, and uh, break rules once in a while. Wild card, I'm looking at international break perhaps strangely enough the international break is when price you'd think over two weeks you can make the most value but in fact it's when it's a it's a big myth in fpl if you're a new player this season let me help you with this uh just because you have two weeks doesn't mean there's going to be crazy two weeks of action in terms of price rises in fact it's usually the quietest period uh Hmm. during the during a month so um but you I can might take a much anyway. needed break from FPL for
0: a week. Indeed. After the fast and furious season. I can't wait. Let me just ask you a question. Um, although you, you do like to keep your cards a little bit close to your chest in some regards, although you are here on a podcast telling everybody your team and, and who you're picking. Sure. Um, in terms of your own individual strategy, where are you at with that? Because it's a challenge, isn't it? It's a challenge sticking to what you. Plan to do uh, you, you know you've come in you're a smart guy you know how this game works by now you have a strategy just basically without sort of spilling it all where are you with your strategy you know the the, the key parts of your team that you banked on you know where are you with that are you wavering
1: are you confident is, is your team looking good are you happy sad worried um i i have wavered Actually, the last few weeks, I haven't pulled the trigger on anything drastic. But I found myself, as I said, off the top, sort of behind the eight ball, and it's an it's a weird position. It's a humbling position to be in, and I have I have a, I have a strange feeling of calmness, which amazingly, when I when I when I got off to a great start, like I did the last couple seasons, where I've been in the top ten k and sort of really gunning for something, I've been a lot more panicked about things uh being so far back is interesting it's humbling in a good way I sort of I'm not sweating it I know it's a long season and I kind of laugh at some of my pitfalls this year um no I'm gonna stick to my strategy I am quietly confident uh but it's 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 an interesting place to be yeah because FPL is such a mental game too right and you have to you have to think about your, your mental health in this game. I've been strangely, <laughs> strangely calm about it. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm okay. How are you doing? Well, it was a loaded question because I
0: wanted you to ask me that. I needed you to ask me there that we so I go. could rant. This is going to be a football. three
1: hour pod by the time
0: we're done. It's not. Put a time on me. I will keep it to less than a minute. I could go on for hours, but and I won't. And go. I'm sticking with my triple uh, Liverpool defence, despite receiving literally several messages this week uh, from different (laughs) people on different social media platforms, goading slash curiously asking if I've lost the plot, if I'll still be sticking with (laughs) Liverpool uh, triple defenders, and I will be. First of all is that the Liverpool defenders, the three of them, are three of the top six most owned defenders in the game. Now, that's a reason alone not to drop them because you are losing out if everybody else gains. Additionally, they're three of the top 14 owned players in the game, just to give it some extra context. So that's not the reason why I was sticking with them. The reason why I was sticking with them is because even though they haven't kept a clean sheet, I've had 23 points return from nine appearances, right? And that seems to be doing me all right. I watch enough football to see that their conversion rate and the points they've been scoring minus clean sheets from the attacking returns, which is the whole reason I picked them this season is way down on what they should be able to achieve and what I believe they're going to achieve come the end of the season. So for that reason, I'm staying true to my fair, my strategy. I'm sticking with my triple Liverpool defence and I'm praying for a clean sheet because by hell, when it comes, it's going to put a big smile on my little face the whole goddamn weekend, especially if one of them manages to get an attacking return as well. So I'm sticking with it. The no-mo show will continue. I've got no interest in breaking my strategy, my season long strategy, just to bring in one player. I'm confident that come the end, I will win out with this. And I have said it before and I will challenge anyone again. Come the end of the season, if your defence has scored more points than mine, well I'll be amazed. And fair play to you, I'll tip my hat to you. But I there have good we go. Guys. There.
1: That defence is coming up against Newcastle in two weeks. It's coming. Imagine Gaz... Shots across his... in, uh, into the box. Imagine oh Imagine Gaz it's gonna be in... two minutes into extra time, three clean sheets away, and his, the love of his <laughs> life... Don't even New, say it. Shut Newcastle. John f- Joe Shelby comes roaring down the wing.
0: <laughs> John Joe Shelby has never roared anywhere in his life.
1: He ambles at best. Oh, Gaz! I can't wait. I can't wait for that game. Uh, let's turn it over, Gaz, to my favorite segment, the punts. Gaz and I pick one or two uh, players under five percent ownership that we've been really impressed with, or keeping an eye on that we think could flourish in the next few game weeks. Uh, I have two here, sort of breaking our own rule. But uh, would you like to start, Gaz or shall I? Go ahead, mate. So yours. So I picked out whoa, whoa, whoa. two. Whoa, vi- You can't
0: have two punts, though. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We, okay. We did, we did say this. You can only have one because I want to keep a running tablet this year. But rather, this is, this is my idea. Sorry. I've, I should have mentioned to you this. I should have mentioned this to you before we started. Let's do it like this. We'll tally up the points that our punts score rather than yeah. just uh, victory. Yeah.
1: So my plan of the week. The spot, so pick one. I will choose one. Uh, is Manuel Lanzini. Of Ooh. West Ham United, 6.5 million, owned by 2.2%. Um, okay. two, two assists so far. Oh, okay. We saw one on the weekend. Top for chances created versus Watford. Yes, it's Watford, but that is an interesting stat. His six key passes were bettered in game week three uh, by only one other player. And, guess, here's hmm. what I like to I, – when I, when, I, when I throw a punt out, I do, I do like to look at the next couple games. He's got the promoted double. On the horizon. Norwich. I don't know if you know, but it's pronounced Norwich, not Norwich. Oh, cheers, Jeez. Nice. Thank Who would you. would make yeah. that mistake? That's a banana skin. <laughs> West Ham host Norwich, followed <laughs> by Aston Villa? Is it Aston Villa? Yes. I like to call them the villains. But anyway, uh, Norwich and Villa, back-to-back on either side of the international break. Lanzini has looked really good feeding uh, the holocopter. It's the new word on Twitter this week, the <laughs> holocopter. hell. Uh, I know, no, that's guys. That's That's really I know. poor. I didn't... Inv- there's it? the it? B- the Barnes train, the Pookie party, and the holocopter. Uh, there's too anyway. many trains leaving the platform this week, mate. Too many trains, too many modes of transportation that I'm not on, but... <laughs> lanzini might be uh might be someone that i will join that party uh i really like the look of him 6.5 mil as i said he's my punt Mm -hmm. of the week versus norwich and you my
0: friend i'm gonna keep the transport theme going and go for john joe shipley no i'm just joking um (laughs) that's pretty good this week This week, I've picked out um, a man who caught my eye on Friday night in what, by all accounts, was an utterly drab, shite game of football. And by hell, I didn't really want either of the teams to win. But Villa came out victorious against Everton. And the big man up front, Wesley, the Brazilian Wesley, really caught my eye. So coming in at 6 million, which is a... It's difficult price point. You have got options there, but a 1.5% ownership. And I'm only looking at the game week rather than the six weeks or whatever it is with normally do, seeing as we're just having a punt. I fancy Wesley away to Crystal Palace, who look dreadful, to be honest with you. Yes. So that's yeah. my pick. That's my pick for this week. I I, I could have. Well, it's good that see. Do you know you you really I didn't think you were gonna pick Lanzini. I know you've I've said I've seen you mention him a few times this week. I almost brought. I him really in. thought you go a different direction, and I actually picked someone different because I, I thought you picked someone else.
1: Just just to reveal, I talked about my early transfer this week, breaking a rule. I brought in Mount, uh, who was another a uh, big name on my watch list. But I want to say this: it was very close. Lanzini uh, lesser owned almost made the move but it was mount I, I i know and mount mount might have a knock but i thought he looked too good to ignore um lanzini got on his uh got got a return this
0: week as well didn't yeah, he? though as another, well as mount. But mount mount's got more another so assist. just quickly then seeing as we've, we've we've listed our punts but then you had the second one so go on it would be a shame for it
1: to go to waste who else have you got your eye on wow. who
0: would be another punt
1: as much as we talked about Manchester United's uh, defense. I went in the midfield, mm. Daniel James. Tell me it's James and not yeah. James or something weird like that. Okay, so oh, that's Dan- funny,
0: isn't it, right? If, imagine if you had James
1: playing right. with James. What a contradiction that would be in pronunciation. I'm still confused about the uh, Colombian. Who's the guy? Yeah, uh, Colombian, anyway. yeah. Daniel James for United, 6 million, 3.3%. Uh, two goals so far, both at Old, Tra- at Old Trafford. Uh, two consecutive starts. Next three opponents, Saints away, Leicester at home, West Ham United away. So, actually, I might wait until he's back at Old Trafford against uh, the Foxes. But I do like the look of young Daniel James.
0: Well, I've got another one, and and this is who I thought you were going to pick. I I don't know why, but uh, I thought you might have had your eye on uh, young Harry Wilson of Bournemouth. Yes. It's six million quid and two. Exactly. It's six million quid and only 2% ownership. Those that hold. Fraser and believe in Bournemouth's attacking ability must be looking to move downwards there or sideways there to uh, to young Harry Wilson. He looks a he looks a talent. He really does look a prospect. But hell, that free kick. Absolutely. scintillating. Pick that one out of the back of the corner. Uh, back of the net. It's not the like you're doing Wilson. it against a... <laughs> the wrong oh, I love that. I absolutely love that. Just imagine how many people just go, Wilson! Oh, what the... And then they have to go to BBC or whatever to find out which Wilson. It was an assist, so it
1: was Wilson from Wilson. And I I can't believe nobody put the Spider-Man meme up on Twitter. I mean, they're both looking at each other, which Wilson? But it's the younger Wilson. Looked very good. Um, Just quickly, it didn't feature in the first game of the season, so he has scored a whopping
0: 14 points from only 128 minutes of football and... One of those uh, points returns, as you, as we all saw at the weekend, was against not only a great team, but probably the best team in the country, if not Europe, Manchester City. Yes. So he's definitely on my watch list. I'm going to throw another um, last-minute curveball at you because Uh-oh. I meant to send you a message. I, for- I forgot I to ask you. I think we got
1: to wrap it up soon before people drive, uh, drive into the We're- night. <laughs>
0: We're right there, aren't we? We're right there. But just the close. last couple of points. Captain, who are you going for this week? We always used to discuss the captains. It's interesting at the start of the season. So it's probably the same three or four players, but
1: who I guess, are you going for? I, I'm never going to think about this again. I don't think I'm going to take the armband off Raheem again. Uh, yep. Especially when Brighton roll into town. Uh, what do we? Let's forget asking me who's captain. Will that be 5-0 or 6-0 or maybe more? What, what are we thinking? Or will that be a shocker? A low oh no! I think Brighton, I think Brighton will score. I think
0: Brighton oh. will score. I tell
1: you what, you you had your eye on uh, Trossard, even was in yeah, your team I along with like Montoya. Him.
0: I like him. Two a lot. players that I just criminally overlooked. They they look they both look decent. Martin Montoya. That's really weird. he has got like a really English name, and then like first name, and, like, <laughs> really like South American, yeah, yeah,
1: or Spanish. But he looks really good. I'm, Spanish, I'm He's yeah, still on my brother. team, and after after City, I think he's gonna flourish. Uh, yeah, it's Sterling, no brainer. You? Yep. Sterling of course absolutely Has no brain this weekend.
0: But Cun is going to absolutely bag up against that that Brighton. I got to tell you
1: something it. though. If I was cheeky and I own Kane with a history against Arsenal in the, in the North London derby, I Ooh guys, I don't know. I think if I had cojones, I would go Kane. I know he's looked terrible for 2 weeks, but especially if you get word that Ericsson might start. Anyway, guys, I want to say something very quickly. The show has run over time, but it doesn't matter. We're into it now. We're into the black hole of extra time. I wanted to mention this earlier, and I forgot. One of my observations uh, about value up top, I want to get into this later in the season or earlier, You know, maybe next week or the week after, but I wanted to ask this question for you listening. Is 343 a thing that we have criminally ignored? Have we forgotten the age-old 343 setup? And I say this because... Most of us have Greenwood or some fodder up top as our third striker slot, but half of the top 10 forwards in FPL right now cost under $8 Guys, I was just as shocked as you. The top two, Pookie and Barnes, are still under $7 million, and only three of the 10 will cost you double digits. The reason I ask uh, many of us who have not played our wild card are thinking about it uh, is 3-4-3 something we should consider. I have looked at a top line of Barnes- Pookie and Holler. And they have a fixture run, those three guys over the next two months. That is just beautiful. So that's all I wanted to say. I want to ask it. Maybe that the, the answer isn't coming up right now, but three four. I just three. want to retard. I'm I'm not shocked
0: actually because I already have three budget strikers up front. Yeah. And that was always my intention after I'd done the cane uh hokey kokey No, Great shout! I don't play in midfield, but that might change. But yeah, the budget strike has definitely seem uh, an option, which has been criminally overlooked, and a lot of people kind of uh, put their nose up to it at the start of the season and said it was there's too much value in uh, in in defence uh, or midfield to be picking those players up front. So I think they're going to be proved wrong. Not to say that's not to say that they'll be wrong over the course of the season, but there's definitely value to be had within. The forwards uh, that, are, uh,
1: that are at a oh god, my god that's hard to get out that are at a budget price. Jeez. Get this man some water for God's sakes. Okay. So guys, before <clears throat> yes. we close shop, what a fantastic yeah. episode this has been talking to you. I do want to say. For Rose, anyway. Uh, just for the two of us, for anybody else listening, they've hung up already, they've, they've stopped listening. But guys, if you're still listening out there, we have a little mini-league that we set up before, the What the FPL mini-league. Uh, so thankful that so many of you have joined. And I gotta say, guys, it's humbling. I- I'm so used to seeing you and me uh, battling some of our friends Nick and Trav from the old league. Suddenly, there are new names atop the leaderboard. Uh, I, before I turn it over to you, who I believe... In a top four spot, I have moved up all the way to 21. (laughs) Blackjack. I am in a blackjack position right now, way behind the lead dogs. Gaz, why don't you, let's give a shout out to, uh, as we said we were going to do, who is at the top of our mini league?
0: Oh, my God.
1: Bandifjord. Bandifjord. Bandifjord football.
0: (laughs) Eric. Brass spinning. Thank you very much. Scandinavian? Uh, Scandinavian.
1: Okay. Absolutely. Of, of course, standard. Every Every. is Scandinavian wait a at the sec. top. We, we're allowing Scandinavians into our league? We really he should have He slipped through thunk. the net there. Yeah, uh, massively.
0: He's, uh, yeah, oh I did God. say definitely no Scandinavians. How's but, he doing? Uh, He's doing really well, uh, to be honest. 214 points sitting at the top of the tree oh. there, followed by, oh. I'm going to, Nicholas Matson could also well be oh another Scandinavian. Yeah. I feel um, a takeover
1: is happening here. On
0: 205, so he's pulled out a healthy nine-point lead of a, third, uh, of a second and third place. Not so far behind on 201 points is VAR for FC, Edda Chavez, followed by myself in fourth on a nice ah. round, 200. Uh, Shout-outs this week to Paul Marshall, who, uh, top-scoring game week of 69, highly impressive. Wow. With the, uh,
1: no relation. With some
0: of the lows. No, no relation. To the, yeah, Um exactly no relation but that that's about it really it's, it's very close there's 46 entrants in the league this year so as yaron just said it's great to see so many people and thanks a lot for joining if you're in there if you're listening now and we've not mentioned your name uh unlucky um get to the top and we'll give you a shout out or do really really bad and we'll we'll call you out but there we
1: <laughs> apparently there we go the vikings have taken over we need to get back into their Big we do. Racist. Yaron's oh. pushing
0: me. I can feel it. He needs to rush off. Bless him. He's he's, he's dedicated enough his time already. But I'm not going to let him wriggle away. I mean, without... kids are
1: kids are overrated. What's family when you have FPL? So say I'm, I'm not... sorry, guys, go.
0: <laughs> I'm, it's, no, it's cool, man. I'm not going to let him wriggle away. He's reluctant to play this game with me because, as he's already said, earlier in the show, he's not been following club football since about three or four years ago. There you go. We're going to take a very common, uh, commonly played, popular drinking game, often drinking game. Um, whereby you list the name of somebody famous, and the person after you must reply with another famous person beginning with the last letter of that person's surname. For example, I say Paul Pogba. Yaron would say A A. Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey. All right, you got it. You all know how this game works. So I think we'll put sort of a speculative five seconds. No reply. Oof. Is that we have to three on, seconds? Guys, we, we, have three. To kn- we have to know the first name as well. Oh, that's how it guess what it goes on. Yeah, of course. I'm unless, screwed. unless, unless that player is widely known oh, as a single name. For it's example, over. For example, Romario or Zico.
1: I'll give you a good set there. Oh, the Brazilians I'm all over. But wait a sec. I, can't, I don't even know Jota's first name. I'm, I'm going to be out of this within a second. Let's do this. Well,
0: there's, uh, well, okay. I'll tell you what. It's only gentlemanly like seeing as uh, you feel no that you've got it all stacked up against you. All right um let's would try you like to go okay. i'll let you choose i'll let you choose would you like to go first or second
1: i'll go first
0: all right <clears throat> so we haven't got into like atmospheric music or anything maybe that will come in a little bit later on so we're saying like five seconds that's quite a long time for an answer yeah are we I'm cool gonna, with
1: that i'm gonna try and bury you with just the first name here we go
0: oh don't you be coming out with like a really dirty one to stump me first up let's at least see if we can get a little bit of a, a little name, bit of foreplay going whose
1: name ends in q thinking a no, don't be a... <laughs> oh i'm sorry i'm sorry I, that should have been i my... was
0: thinking all day in case that happens Like, um, I think of, and i could only think of one player
1: wow but <laughs> anyway oh, wow this is not gonna be a i'm sorry anyone still listening i'm sorry this is gonna be a short one okay here we go guys mm-hmm. raul jimenez okay then zico you clever twat zico oh. um uh, <laughs> I'm out. I got nobody. I don't know any first names that start with an O.
0: Come on. Oh. oh, this is poor. We're gonna have to do a rerun here. Come on. Scratch your head. Get in the get in the game. Clear your red. Um, oh, come on. Think of pop Oliver. You can take a of two off the top of your head there, surely.
1: No, I'm out. Paul. I'm out. Really Paul. Sorry. Oliver Khan? Sure. Oliver skip. No.
0: I'm out. Alexander Zinchenko.
1: Oh, uh, damn. Oscar. Really got that one. Damn it. Do Are you want to doing... another go at it? I feel we we've doing... let everyone down. Are we doing dead and alive? Like, still playing? Nah, well, that's well. what
0: we said. Yeah, to make it easier, I thought just any professional football player, current or past. And mm. then I thought what we could do, really... do is tweak it in, in game weeks really to come and say like, only... Go
1: yeah, on. this is not going to work. The first names, I, I would know 99%. I wouldn't know them. <clears throat>
0: okay i'll tell you what i'll, I'll, I'll give you
1: you've managed I'll to you embarrass a... me though so congratulations
0: well let me have another go at least uh, let's have one sure. more go ahead. go ahead all right let's start uh let's think if i give you a name that ends in a Nah, vowel, don't make it easy just easy. throw a name off the top no. of your head. all right fuck it then harry kane okay that's harry. a really difficult one isn't it e harry <laughs> kane <laughs> that is <laughs> not, quite difficult i have no idea <laughs> uh emil hesk is the first man all right you fucking suck you've got to brush up on this sorry buddy this game was short-lived we're out no i want to bring it back it's going to be fun when we get it going this would be a good opportunity for you to brush up on present and past footballers as well all right man i think this might be the first and last time we see this game i tell you what let's put it out to our listening audience there you go i am adamant that we should have something a bit light-hearted to wrap the show up but i'm not the most creative person i'll be honest it's, it, I, do, I do fall short a little bit there. So if anyone's got any ideas for a short five-minute segment that Yaron and I could do and use at the end of our podcast, it's a bit poor that we're asking our listeners, isn't it? But if, if there we go. If that that's where we're at. If you've got anything interesting or you've got creative ideas and you've thought, oh, I wish I could get this out there, but I don't have a platform. Let us know. We'll give you a shout out. Everyone's a winner,
1: right? I'm gonna give you a name of a player. Sorry, of a friend. Who lives on the other side of the ocean is a real dick. Are you ready? You have three seconds to name him. I'm going to go first. Yes. <laughs> Son of a... Anyway, well... <laughs> I'm still going to try and beat you in FPL, buddy.
0: We could try this. I could name a player, a real famous player, and we could just guess, both of us, how many appearances they've made in Gaz, football. I s- and
1: whoever's nearest wins. I said earlier... So- one mm. of the golden rules if you're going to break them is make a mistake and make it early recognize the mistake I think we need to mm. recognize the mm. mistake of mm. this segment mm. yeah and move the mistake
0: on. here was overestimating your knowledge of football basically wow yes. wow
1: that hurts well that
0: was that's, that's, that's a backhanded compliment really in many ways and, Honestly, and quite a good yeah. one
1: guys I love football uh, and I love I love all the individual <laughs> players but I could give a shit what their first name is I, I don't know any of them Fair enough. No, that's actually, that's
0: a fair point. That is more, yeah. Okay, all My right. My favorite let's, player let's, of all let's, time, let's it there.
1: Mm. Ronaldinho, only had one name. Would it I'm be just, easier? I'm just okay, saying. then.
0: If we if we just did it last names earlier, could we try it again next? Last names only. Could we I'll try have to
1: think about it, Gaz. That's probably a no. All um, right.
0: Any other business? That's what we're going to finish no, with this week. I, Any other
1: business? I can't tell you how much fun it's been. I'm sorry for anyone who was expecting something shorter, but it's been so long since Gaz and I sat down together that it was bound to get out of hand a little bit. Uh, <laughs> totally out of hand. It's really messy. Right. But that's the best friendships yeah. often are, right, Gaz? So uh, we hope that some of you, all of you, most of you uh, got something from this, some tips, some advice, some laughs, I hope. Uh, we have a bit of fun every week. It's cross-cultural because we have our Yorkshireman and me, the Canadian. We're going to be talking about that, mispronouncing things. Um, I promise not to talk about the weather too much when it turns nasty here. But for now, we're going to focus on FPL, Green Arrows, and an international break ahead. Gaz, we'll speak next week. Lots more to discuss. I hope you have a fantastic game week for
0: we will we will but just just before we go and i'm sorry um, i know you are rounding off s- so well there as well you're teaming up perfectly to finish the show i do just want to add one more thing any other business i've mentioned it before and it is a it's not it's it's not a pleasant way to finish but um well i would like to ask you listeners if you could please to go and donate some money to a family in need a member of our community, the FPL community, a lady and a family who are not having a good time at the moment. Some of you may know of her and her family at Gemma Baggies. I've spoken with Gemma. Um, Gemma at the moment is on holiday with her family, having a great time. I do keep up with what she's up to, but her family's going through a really difficult time at the moment. I'm going to drop a link into a uh, just giving page, and I would just implore you, anyone that's uh, got any spare money, if you could drop, uh, make make your way over and make a small donation, anything will be appreciated. I think it would go a long way to to really helping this family enjoy their time together. That's all I'll say. Um,
1: oh, absolutely, sorry, to... guys. I, I wanna I wanna uh, add my voice to that. Um, she's fantastic. We've spoken on. on she this. is. And I'm uh... sorry to to plead. It's not, it's not it's 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 not really. It doesn't it doesn't feel right, but. I just, it breaks my heart, you know? No, it does feel right, actually, guys. This is an FPL community, uh, and I want to underline the word community. Of course, we play a fantasy game where we pick 15, 11 to 15 players each week to score points and goals. But at the end of the day, we're all one big giant uh, football-loving community from around the world, and my favorite part of the game is not landing a triple captain hall. It's interacting with so many of you on Twitter, uh, and... I would call you genuine friends, even though we've probably never met. Ninety-nine percent right. of you. So, uh, doing something good is just making makes this game so much more worthwhile. So, guys, thank you for shouting that out. That's a great cause.
0: Just don't pay your fantasy football fix or hub or scout or other whatever or you a use latte subscription for one month smoke. or a latte. Well, we can't produce lattes. I mean, Yaron <laughs> has just finished lactating recently; otherwise, he would have been wow. able to. Sadly. Um, I deserve that but you can do without that information because we're here and other great podcasts are available also to keep you up to date so maybe this month just hand over that donation to a very worthwhile cause great I'll leave it there thank you so much for listening it has been bloody amazing to be back and sorry we've gone on so long we'll try and keep it to around an hour next week I hope we'll be back next week you're going to be back next week I'm here guys are you? I'll be here okay we hope you're here too it's been brilliant thank you so much cheers Good luck this game week. Have fun. Bye bye for me. Talk soon,
1: everybody. Ciao.